I don't imagine many of us have spent much time in movie theaters this past year. I haven't. A few movies. I think I saw the new James Bond movie and uh, I saw Dune. Uh, and so it caught my eye when the Academy Award nominees were announced earlier today because Dune was one of the movies uh, nominated for Best Picture. But there were some surprises, as always, some snubs, as always. And joining me now to look over the nominations, the surprises and scandals is Chris Bombre. He's a film critic and editor-in-chief of JoeBlow.com. Thanks for being here tonight, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a big day when the nominees come out. Um, you know, biggest winners today, a movie made for the big screen, one I think made for the small screen. Um, tell me a bit about the about uh, the two films that garnered the most nominations, Dune and The Power of the Dog. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember a couple of years ago, there was the whole debate over whether or not Netflix movies were real movies and if they were even going to be eligible at all for Oscar nominations. And it was this huge point of contention that pretty much vanished thanks to the pandemic, right? Because last year, very few theatrical movies actually came out. So it was almost all movies that had streamed that were nominated. So I think that now people are just really used to, 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 to Netflix being considered kind of on the same, on the same wavelength as a theatrical film. And yeah, I mean, you couldn't necessarily ask for two more different films content wise, but they have a lot in common, I think, in terms of the the theatricality of them. So Power of the Dog, interestingly, has, you know, it's premiered on Netflix, but I'm used to seeing it on the big screen because I saw it at TIFF um, and I and I saw it again in an in a, in a industry screening. So I'm used, to, and, it, and it was a movie that was shot for theaters, right? Even though it, it, it was always meant to be a Netflix movie, they really do shoot some of their films in this wide scope because they're expecting it to be seen, you know, in art house theaters and, and, and screening rooms, I suppose, in LA amongst the Academy members. Um, so power the dog, despite the fact that it was made for streaming is a relatively lavish film, right. And it would have been considered a theatrical film any other year. And then of course you have Dune, which has, you know, a $200 million budget and is, you know, one of the biggest movies of the year. So it's, it's interesting because they're both though in their own ways, you know, very auteur driven you know jim campion did power of the dog and denny villeneuve did dune um and uncompromising and i wouldn't say that even even though dune was a huge budget movie you know it's not something that's incredibly commercial i think it did quite well theatrically all things considered um but it's considered a risk right because it's half of a movie they've only shot the first half of it and they and there was no guarantee that they'd even be able to go back and shoot the second half luckily they're going to be able to now um but yeah, two two different movies, but but similar in a lot of ways, which is which is kind of interesting, and it's and it's always intriguing to see that being you know rewarded by the Academy. But one of the sticking points for me is the fact that Denis Villeneuve wasn't nominated for director, and I always find it puzzling when they do that because you know they they the reason for this is that there's only five directorial nominations, and and there's ten for picture. And I think the reason they did that for picture was that they wanted to get in more tent poles, right? More blockbusters, but th that's never really been the case, right? It's never been like, you're not going to see something like Spider-Man, No Way Home get nominated for best picture because the Academy voters simply don't vote for movies like that. There's probably a disconnect between the audience and, and, uh, and the Academy voters. I mean, it's never more clear than in some of the nominations that come out, but as it is, it's like you get 10 nominations for, for Best Picture and only five for Director. And who do they think directs the other five movies? I mean, I remember one year 
Argo won Best Picture and Ben Affleck wasn't even nominated for Best Director. Didn't make any sense. And, and that's, I found that, I've always found that a head scratcher. Yeah. I mean, Jane Campion, of course, was nominated. So she could yes. make it two female directors in a row if, uh, if mm-hmm. she happens to win. But I, I guess that would be kind of the Canadian story of the day was not how many nominations Dune got, but the fact that Denis Villeneuve um, wasn't nominated for Best Director. Any insight as to why do you think specifically he wasn't other than just the number of films, the disconnect between the number of films and number of directors? I mean, I think it's I think it's because of the genre. I think it's because it's a science fiction tentpole movie. And I think they, they somehow it's it's almost as if they think that it's easier for somebody to direct a movie like that, even though it most certainly isn't because it's a logistical nightmare. Um, you know, and, and Villeneuve was nominated for 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 picture because he also produced the film and he has another Oscar nomination, too. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I think he was nominated. He was nominated in another category. I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but um, I don't know. There's, yeah, it seems like there's this disconnect where they, where they seem to think that, you know, only the directors of the smaller scale dramas deserve to be nominated. But I mean, Villeneuve, you know, mounting Dune is something that could have had a disastrous impact on his career because it's been tried before, right? David Lynch did it infamously in 1984 with Dune and it, sent him to director's jail for a while right um you know so i don't know i don't know what it is it, it, it just it just feels like it's not the job of a director uh to do these kinds of movies doesn't feel like it's valued as much as for a smaller scale drama and that's not to take anything away from anybody that's nominated you know i, I happen to think jane campion actually did an incredible job with power of the dog and she's been out of it she's been out of movie making for while. she's been focusing mostly on tv and it's been a great comeback for her um but yeah, there is this this huge disconnect for for entertainment movies, movies that are seen as pure popcorn entertainment. They never really get the recognition that they deserve, at least as far as directors go. Any other real surprises this year in the big categories? Well, I mean, I was surprised that Drive My Car was nominated for Best Picture and Director just because I feel like nobody outside of L.A. has really seen that movie. Right. I mean, it's it's been beloved by the critics uh, you know, and I'm and I'm definitely interested in seeing it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I have to see it before I go for my own awards, the, the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, but you know, it, it's it's a three-hour Japanese character study, and it just it 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 feels like you know they seem like they've been on a mission recently, like to kind of um, you know one of the things that they were saying is they wanted to make the Oscars really relevant again, but. It, when you have this kind of disconnect, I feel like most of the people that are going to tune into the Oscars, if they do tune in at all, because that's a question as well, uh, probably haven't heard of a movie like that. You know, it, it's, it seems like it's been so under the radar that, you know, nobody knew it really existed before this morning. That's not to say it's not a very valid movie. You know, I was happy to see Coda get nominated as well. Which again is a movie I feel that nobody's seen though, um, and it's and, and and I think people don't even necessarily know where to find these movies. Coda you can find on Apple TV Plus. Then again, how many people actually subscribe to Apple TV Plus? Outside of that, if you're not a subscriber to that, you simply can't see the movie. Um, so it's so it's, so it's bizarre because you have all these different avenues for films to get released, but you know. I feel like so many of them are under the radar of, of the average, you know, movie going public. I mean, even, you know, power of the dog, as much as I, I, I love that movie. And, and I think it's, you know, probably the front runner to win. It feels like a movie that nobody's actually seen, <laughs> you know, unless you're really interested in the business, not to say it's not a great movie. It's a great movie, but it's not, 
you know, it, it, it's not a popular success. It used to be that movies that won and were nominated for Oscars usually would go on to become popular successes. They would always end up grossing $100 million after the nominations were announced. Now it feels like, you know, it's niche to begin with and it's niche after it wins an Oscar as well. I'm back now with Chris Bumbray, film critic and managing editor of JoeBlow.com. We're talking about the Academy Award nominees that were released today. We talked about the fact that Dune, directed by Canadian Denis Villeneuve, uh, had a whole lot of nominations, 10 in total, but that Villeneuve himself was not nominated for Best Director. Also, The uh, Power of the Dog, up for 12 awards. Were there any big surprises in the sort of actor-actress best supporting supporting categories um, in there? Uh, there were a few names missing, I noticed, and a few, perhaps a few surprises. Yeah, there were. I mean, I think that a lot of people assumed that, you know, Lady Gaga or Jared Leto would get nominated for for House of Gucci. Um, and I think, again, that speaks to the disconnect somewhat because the movie was a popular success, but it didn't do very well with critics. And I don't think it was necessarily a well-regarded movie um, amongst the Academy. Right. Um, there, there, but, but it was a popular success at the same time. Um, another one that was really surprising was the fact that um, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio weren't nominated for, for Don't Look Up because otherwise that movie was richly rewarded by the Academy. It was nominated for Best Picture, Screenplay. Again, though, another movie where the director wasn't nominated. Um, you know, I think everybody assumed that the s- slots were going to go to each of them. Um, but again, they were comedic performances. And I do feel like the Academy kind of frowns on comedy. But then, you know, other surprises that you have is Javier Bardem and uh, and uh, Nicole Kidman being nominated for being the Ricardos, which was, wasn't particularly well received. Um, and I mean, the performances were, 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 were criticized quite, quite heavily at, at times. Um, and the movie itself, you know, is, is not a, not a great movie. Um and it was and it was odd to see them get nominated. But I think that, you know, there's there's certain types of movies that they call Oscar bait. And I think that whenever you put somebody behind a ton of makeup and they're playing a real character, it's always going to get nominated for an Oscar. Although it didn't work for Jared Leto for House of Gucci. I didn't see House of Gucci, I have to confess, but uh, it, I, I, it looked OK. But, I, you know, I thought that's one of the problems these days is you figure I'll just see it sometime, mm-hmm. somewhere, somehow on one of the many streaming services that I wind up signing up for. Um, we talked a bit about this before the break, but there does seem to be now this kind of disconnect between, I mean, I'm a pretty avid moviegoer and I haven't seen most of the things yeah. nominated. I think that might be becoming more and more common. That must, in some ways, just like all the other award shows are struggling with this, this must have an impact on just how engaging and enticing these awards actually become. Yeah, I think it has. I think it has a tremendous impact to some extent. I mean, we could also blame the pandemic. You know, the fact that people aren't going to the movies as much as they used to, and when they are going, they're, they're you know they they really it's kind of appointment viewing, right? They'll go see Spider Man. They'll go see James Bond. They won't necessarily go see you know the smaller films uh, that they would have maybe in the past. That said, the movies are more available than ever, right? Because they're getting shorter, shorter windows. They're showing up on VOD earlier. They're showing up on streaming earlier. So there's no reason that people can't, you know, go and watch all the movies that are nominated for Oscars. I think the fact is a lot of them just don't want to because they're not interested. You know, last year, the ratings were disastrously low, you know, and I think that part of it, you know, I, I, I hate to say it is that it's, it's politically motivated to some extent, because I think that, you know, just as there's a divide in America between, you know, the right and the left. I think that the, the the Oscars, which have always been kind of political, have become even more politicized, or at least that's the that's the perception, I think, to some people. So they don't want to tune into it anymore because it's not fun. It's not escapism. Um, 
you know, the 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 Oscars last year were a bit of a drag. You know, it was just because the the movies weren't that exciting. There were some good ones, and don't get me wrong, um, but you know, it was it it felt like a low key year, right? Not much was going on. It wasn't in the big ballroom. It was just kind of in a you know, in a terrace, which was, you know, which was fine considering the circumstances. But I do think that the Academy Awards has steadily been losing cachet over the years. But, you know, once you start to look at the way movies are nominated and the way movies win, it really makes the Oscars a lot less important than you'd think. I mean, I mean, for me, the kind of the red pill, blue pill moment, I think, was when the artist won Best Picture several years ago, right? Um, a movie that nobody's talked about in the 10 years since it won. Right. I mean, that movie was that that award was bought and paid for by, you know, Harvey Weinstein, you know, and we all know now what a guy like him really was was like. But that but that was that was how it was run, though. They were basically buying awards because they were spending millions and millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, campaigning for movies amongst the voters in Los Angeles. And I think that 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 can help but sway people. Luckily, the Academy has been diversified, which I think was long overdue. And it was a note that obviously the Golden Globes didn't get to their absolute, you know, dismay. I think this year because they 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 kind of ceased to exist to a certain extent. Um, but you know, I think it got to the into this really kind of clubby atmosphere where people would vote for movies that their friends were in, or would vote for movies that they were basically told to win. And I think that after a while, people started to realize that you know when something like the King's Speech would would beat the, the Social Network, you know, or, or you know when when Crash won. You know, these movies, these movies would win and people would scratch their heads. And I think they started to realize that it's not always about merit. In fact, it's rarely about merit, um, at least as far as the big prizes go. So, yeah, I think that the Oscars have definitely lost a lot of their appeal over the year. It's not like it used to be when I was young, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s and 90s. I remember the Oscars were an event, you know, and it was the only one a best picture Oscar was considered, you know, anointed. That said, you know, if you go back and you look at the history of the Oscars, there have always been cases like that where the movie that should have won didn't win. And I think that, you know, awards have just become less important. You know, what's going to be the classic movie that we're going to be talking about 10, 20, 30 years down the line? It's not really determined by the Oscars anymore. Yeah. You know, a hindsight is 2020, even through mm-hmm. a film lens. But I guarantee you, when I look back at the films that have won Best Picture since the beginning of this century, at least, uh, there aren't many in there that I would say, oh, wow, I can't wait to watch that again. Oh, I mean, you know, just the fact that, you know, ordinary people ran one over Raging Bull in 1980. You know, yeah. what's the movie that people still watch, you know, 40 years later? They watch Raging Bull, right? Yeah. Not really ordinary people. Same thing, How Green Was My Valley won in 1940, beat out Citizen Kane. You know, yeah. Citizen Kane is considered the greatest movie of all time by some people. You know, there's a many, many cases like that. You know, I mean, the greatest show on earth. When's the last time people talk about that movie? And that was an Academy Award winner too. No, it's. It, I mean, I guess the only challenge then is 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 having movies that everyone has seen is sort of a an interesting shared cultural experience. And I guess we're not uh, we're moving we're moving further and further away with that. I was looking back at when Dances with Wolves beat Good Goodfellas, for instance. That's a yeah. another another one that stood out. Or when Shawshank Redemption lost to Forrest Gump. I mean, there's a lot of times where there's been oh, and Pulp Fiction lost to War for to Forrest Gump. That's as well. right, that same year and Quiz Show and, and yeah. Four Weddings at a Funeral. Which yeah. I hate. No, I don't mind Forrest Gump, but those were all better movies. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this year because obviously, I mean, the power of the dog or would seem to be the odds on favorite uh do you think there are any chances this year for any real drama uh in, in what I, I think honestly i really drive gonna win 
Drive I think that it's gonna, and I think it's gonna be one of those things where it's gonna win best picture and and or best director, and the audiences at home are gonna be scratching their head because they're not gonna know what this movie is. You know, it's not even like when Parasite won. You know, when Parasite won, at least that movie had connected and it was doing really well financially, and people were going to see it, were getting excited by it. You know, I feel like Drive My Car it's so under the radar. You know, I mean, maybe in the next, you know, it's it's still quite a ways off the Oscar yeah. six it'll explode in popularity but i do feel like that movie's gonna win and people aren't, aren't gonna know what, what what happened like huh what, what is this movie <laughs> are there any other um just before we go are there any other feel-good stories i was kind of looking through the music categories you know there, there looks like there could be a few feel-good stories in there some of the some of the categories we don't pay as much attention to but always end up delivering kind of you know yeah. the moment of the night i think for me probably the biggest the one one that I was really happy got nominated was was Troy Kotzer for uh, for for Coda, you know, who's who's a deaf actor um, playing a deaf character, and uh, the first time that somebody's been nominated that was hearing impaired since since Marley Matlin, who's his co star in the movie, so it's kind of so it's kind of interesting, and I think that that guy. You know, if he was to win an Oscar, that'd be a, a real feel-good moment because he's a great, you know, he, he he gives a great performance in the movie. You know, I think probably the best moment last year was when um, Tom Binterberg won for, for another round because the movie was basically inspired by his daughter who died during the production, you know, and all of the the teenagers in the movie were all friends of his daughters, you know, and I, I remember that story kind of came out after he had won. So there's, there's always stories like that. And there's always feel good moments, but that backfires sometimes too. Cause I remember last year, cause you know, Chadwick Boseman had died and everybody just assumed that he would win for Ma Rainey's black bottom mm-hmm. um, to the point that they actually did the best actor award last because everybody wanted to send it out on that emotional you know, climax, right. Of Chadwick Boseman's widow going up to accept his Academy award. Didn't happen. Anthony Hopkins won who was asleep at home in London because he had no, because he didn't think he was going to win. Yeah. And that, you know, but nobody knows that's the thing. Nobody knows until they come out or the year, you know, when, they, when they said, they said that La La Land won, but it was actually moonlight, you know? So there's always those big moments at the Oscars that are sure that we'll get at least one. We've lost. Oh, you lost me? We lost you just briefly there. So yes, so just yeah, we will get some, no doubt, get some surprise moments mm-hmm. again uh, this year. Uh, last year, only 10.4 million people were watching, which is an all-time low. So we'll see if that is any more successful this year. Chris Bumbray, film critic and managing director of JoeBlow.com. Thank you so much for uh, walking us through the Academy Award nominees for this year. We look forward to finding out who does what on March the 27th. Thank you very much.